Punch Presentations are proud to present the Proscenium Online Theatre Company's original production of Help Texas. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and share wherever you get your podcasts. This is Helt Texas. Svalbard is northernmost in everything. If you traveled any more north, you'd eventually find yourself crossing the pole and heading south to Alaska. The high Arctic is a place of savage beauty. It casts a spell, it gets under your skin, and dangers are easily overlooked. If truth be told, this place wants you dead. Longyear Bion hasn't even been around a hundred years. An old coal mining outpost at the edge of the world, only made hospitable by human ingenuity and grit. This town has reinvented itself, despite nature's intent. Spitbergen cabins are several small buildings hugging the steep hillsides at the southern edge of town. They were coal miners' barracks 50 years ago and now renovated into one of those fancy boutique hotels, where once coal miners could get a bowl of hot stew and a pint of ale in the canteen, you now have a cozy hotel lobby where you can get a gourmet caribou burger and a glass of Pinot Noir. Good morning. Yes? Sarah Mitchell. I'm staying for three nights. Credit card, please. Natalia is behind a reception desk and knits a small child's hat. I'm told the university is paying for my accommodation. Yes, uh, the card is for any add-ons. It's now approaching summer solstice, and the sun will not touch the horizon for several more months. Your room will be in cabin six. Check-in is at three o'clock. The night and stars are a memory for now. Please, you must wait. In the lobby, if you like. It's morning and raining outside. Torbjorn sits in a comfortable chair next to the fireplace. May I? Working from his laptop. Of course. You're English. Mm -hmm. And you? Norwegian. Seems a bit early for beer. Yes, but I have already had my coffee. Would you like one? It's local, quite good. I'll have one later. I'm Sarah, by the way. I'm Torbjorn. Are you visiting? Working on my dissertation. What's your research on? Changing weather patterns above the Arctic Circle. There's speculation that high-pressure systems are dragging warmer air over Greenland, contributing to extreme weather. My research is measuring atmospheric pressure over the Arctic Ocean. Doesn't the loss of sea ice also cause warming? The ice reflects the sun, yes. You're a scientist too. I was a geologist once. Sarah? Hold that thought. So excited to see you! You look great. Thanks. Who's this? This is Torbjorn. We just met. Arthur Cook. Sarah and I studied together at Texas A&M. Texas? That's funny. Why is that funny? Help Texas. Totally Texas. Huh? It's a Norwegian phrase. It means crazy or out of control. I don't get it. When the Texans first came to Norway to set up oil rigs, the Norwegians found them reckless and crazy. You're shitting me. Are you a cowboy? An Arctic naturalist. Seems you're in the right place. Until the habitat is destroyed. 
How long are you here in Longyearbyen? Not long. There's been a sighting of a dozen polar bears on the north end of the island eating the carcass of a bowhead whale. Reduced seal populations have them scavenging together. I'm going to check it out. How exciting. Only for the rich tourists looking for a photo op. There's also an increase of sightings just outside the city. They're eating garbage. It's heartbreaking. It's hard to know what you're looking at. Or it's a starving animal. Or it's old. Injured or diseased. Right. Well, uh, I must be going. I'll let you two both enjoy your reunion. Well, perhaps uh, we could have a beer later. Yes. I'd like that. Bit old for you, don't you think? The rain finally passed, and sunlight streams brightly through the windows. I think that's a stereotype. You can't ski in the summer. That's true. The cloudless sky is cleared to a brilliant azure. Nothing that tells you that it's actually evening, except several lit lanterns placed around the lobby. Sorry, the winter will never come, and then I'll surprise when it snows. While Sarah and Torbjorn are drinking beers and getting cozy on the couch. So. What brings you to Svalbard? Excuse me, would you like another round? They'd love another round. I'll have a Diet Coke. You're back. How <laughs> funny. No longer drinking? Been four years. Congratulations. Charge the beers to my room. Of course. We're leaving for dinner soon. That's so. You going to behave yourself? Are you? So, you're in Svalbard to watch polar bears eat? No. Weren't you working on a paper about their mating habits? Males battle for days and will rip each other apart for the chance to mate. Sounds sexy. Savage, actually. I was trying to film them. That's not so sexy. The BBC filmed it first, and my funding dried up. What are you working on now? Taking a census. It's part of a multi-year, multi-country study through the Journal of Animal Ecology. We're testing a new method of using aerial drones with infrared sensors. Polar bears are always moving, always in stealth mode. Best counted from a distance. Why a census? Mark and recapture data is all over the place. Current polar bear populations are estimates. Which plays into the hands of the assholes. Fuckers poke holes in our work, but produce no hard science, no hard data. Is that not the duty of scientists to be skeptical? They're not scientists. They're paid lobbyists, propagandists who confuse and spread doubt on behalf of fossil fuel companies. Diet Coke? No plastic straws. I'm not walking into this. Excuse me. Everyone has strong feelings about climate change. It's now called global climate disruption. Global warming, climate change, climate chaos. It's hard to keep up. Should I explain the nomenclature? No, not really. Throughout geological history, climate has always changed. But disruption means that it is both unnatural and unwanted. You know it's only the Americans who think climate change is a hoax. Not all Americans, Bjorn. Everyone has an opinion on the matter, but not all opinions matter. Your president's opinion matters. Not to me. If we're talking about facts, some opinions must be excluded. That is called expertise, my friend. It's hard to identify a real expert when expertise is always being pulled down and idiots can't tell the difference between facts and misinformation. You see the guy at the bar with the shotgun? It's a rifle, actually. That's Alexei, Natalia's husband. What's up with the rifle? You need one when you leave the city. It's the law. Longyearbyen is like the Wild West. Careful. Polar bears? Are never your friend. Alexei works in the coal mine in Berensburg. Coal is used for electricity here. The decision for renewable energy will have to be made soon. Well, that's encouraging. There's little coal left in the mine. It's a dying business. The Russian government basically pays people to live here. 
They're counting on good jobs in the future. Tourism, shipping. Oil. They're waiting for the ice to melt. It's like the gold rush and everyone's staking a claim. And it's not just the Russians, it's every country in the Arctic. Canada, Denmark, Norway. I think we should leave now. Why? The fun is just getting started. We have a reservation. Where are you going for dinner? Restaurant Piri, New Nordic Cuisine, Reindeer, King Crab. They have a wonderful whale carpaccio. You are not eating whale. We're not. Calm down. Let's go, Tobio. Whale meat is delicious. You know they're endangered, right? Not all whales. Minkies are plentiful and carefully managed. That does not matter. I grew up eating whale meat. It's a tradition in Norway. There are other shitty traditions too, like slavery or burkas or circumcision. Oh my god, really? What about the Inuit? What about them? Torbjorn, let's go. Can they eat whale meat? Inuit are different. Why is that? They're indigenous. Norwegians are not indigenous to Norway. Hunting whale is part of their cultural identity. Norway has been whaling since the Vikings. It's because you're European. Oh, I see. Because I'm white, I should know better. Fuck you! Let's go, Torbjorn. Excuse, will you be checking in the hotel? No, but I'd like to wait here for a while if I can. Of course. May I offer some advice? Sure. You try too hard. In summer, Longyearbyen is lively with tourists looking for adventure. Cruise ships full of sightseers flood the souvenir shops for a couple of hours before sailing off again. It's the sort of place you pass through rather than settle down. People tend to come and then go. I remember I met this scientist once, too smart for his own good but friendly enough. He told me there's nearly 50 species of whales. Imagine that. He said the northern Atlantic right whale is the most endangered, with less than 500 in existence. He told me the greatest threats to whales is not hunting. They're more likely stuck by a passing cargo ship than by a harpoon. Other threats are ocean noise, plastic, entanglement in fishing gear, and our warming planet. Thank you for a wonderful evening. I enjoyed myself. That was not a date, was it? <laughs> Let's say that it wasn't. Okay. <laughs> I was beginning to worry. I'm sorry again about your run-in with Arthur. Um, he can be a little intense. He seems angry. It rains in his head. It's beautiful here. In some years, yes. But this summer, Svalbard is barren. It's ragged and raw. You must come back in the dark season. Under a full moon, it's bright as day, and the snow shines like pools of liquid silver against the blackened sky. My favorite season is still early spring, when the long night ends, and the sun skims the horizon. And the colors, you cannot imagine all the colors of the snow. And the air is still so cold it hurts and you're reminded how fragile you really are. You're humbled, knowing you're only a small part of something much larger. Something you cannot entirely describe. I'm sorry that I must leave tomorrow. Me too. I think I will miss our time together. So, are you going to kiss me, or...? 
I was not sure that a kiss was even an option. You're very sexy. <laughs> I'm a Viking. Hey, Sarah! Arthur! Uh, you know, Sarah, it's late, uh, and I have an early flight tomorrow. No, um, I guess. D thanks again for, uh. Yeah. Good night. Good night. I wanted to talk to you alone. Hey! Whatever you're thinking, whatever you're hoping for, is never going to happen. Typical of the High Arctic. Things can change dramatically, often for the worst. Trying to get that nice coat. Are you going to kiss me? Yes. Why is that funny? Gonna turn. What brings you to Svalbard? Something you cannot entirely describe. Beautiful. <gasps> Good morning. You're up early. I'm still having a hard time sleeping. The sunlight? Yeah, that too. You will never take a starry night for granted again. This place is disorientating. Time, distance, scale. I swear everything is in slow motion. The Arctic plays tricks on you. Where's your husband? He will be here shortly. He returns to Barentsburg today. You two meet here? We met at university in Russia. You two on an adventure. There's no work where we are from. We are here for the summer and left our son behind. A son? How old is he? Vadim is three. You must miss him. We left university to care for Vadim. We are not sure what comes next. You need to go back to university. This is not a choice for us. A college education will always... Even you must know your worries are small. Excuse me? No, my worries are huge. Saving the world. I'm a scientist. I'm sure. I worry that time will run out and it'll be too late to fix what we are quickly destroying. These worries are luxuries I cannot afford. No, no, they're not. It's not just about saving the Arctic. It's about saving life on Earth. It's about energy, clean water, air, food. I worry for Alexei who works in the mine that had three explosions. The mine's so toxic that they must all wear gas masks. He no longer talks about becoming a teacher because this dream has died. Yes? Lost and lovelorn and nowhere to go for the night, Arthur fell asleep on the couch. Arthur! Hey. Did you sleep here all night? Yeah. Why? You never gave me a chance to talk. You need to let this go. You must know how I feel about it you. It didn't work out the first time. It was good while it lasted. Look, Arthur, it's not me. It's you. I mean it seriously. I tried. But you can be intense. I I'm a different person now. You're not. I've stopped drinking. Arthur! Bjorn! I'm sorry, Arthur. Let me say bye to Torbjorn. <sighs> what is up with this guy? Bye, Arthur. Arthur, please don't... No, I think we need to talk. Arthur, stop this. Has it ever occurred to you how you got here? What do you mean? How your research grant was fast-tracked and approved? How you got permission to work in the Allison for the season? Landed a research position on board the Helmer Hansen? Who do you think made that happen for you? My doctoral advisor set it up. I pulled strings, called in favors. I made it happen to bring you here. I'm here because I earned it. I don't owe you- A landslide. An earthquake? Alexi! Natalia! Oh no, you're late. What the hell? My husband! 
in an avalanche was an American. we do now it's now become clear that a rescue was not coming anytime soon I'll light a few lanterns maybe just one who knows how long we'll be here Natalia what happened to Alexei he left for cigarette just before landslide and the next moment he was gone Let's check our phones. Feeling like a caged animal, Arthur works through all the ways he could free himself. I don't have signal. Pacing angrily back and forth. Me neither. Back and forth. I'm not waiting around for help. Wait, just, just stop. We'll bust down the door and then we can... And what? We'll tunnel our way out. I will help. What do you think is behind that door? Snow! If it's a landslide, it's likely all rock. Tons of boulders and rubble. How are you going to dig your way through that? We can at least try. Could have been a mudslide. Break down the door, and the lobby could fill to the ceiling with mud and freezing water. I'm not drowning in oh mud. Oh, my God. I'm sorry, Natalia. We don't know what's behind those doors. I'm not going to just sit here. Arthur, get away from this there. This is Norway. Help is on the way. So we do nothing? You want to be the hero that kills us all. My husband is out there. Everyone be quiet. We wait until help arrives. I'm not waiting around for help. No. We wait. Seems we go about our everyday lives and forget everything can turn on a dime. Arthur, can you please stop that? I'm thinking. Can you stop that too? Leave me be. What are you doing? I'm enjoying my cigarette. But you're smoking inside. Yes, I know. Would you like for me to take it outside? I'd like for you to put it out. Let me enjoy this, yes. I have only one left and it may be the last one I'll ever have. Secondhand smoke is really harmful. So is being stuck here. Fine. English. What are you doing? What? I didn't have dinner last night or breakfast. Bananas? Really? I was hungry. You didn't even think about us, did you? It's kind of every person for themselves now. No, we are all in this together, whether we like it or not. Or not. We need to ration everything. We don't know how long we'll be in here. 
You think we could eat a little something? I'm starving. I'm hungry too. Look, maybe we can split an apple and a bottle of water. But this thief ate all the bananas. Hey! Thief? Arthur does not get half an apple, okay? Sarah, you know I'm not that selfish, right? I mean, I've always been kind of a stress eater and- We're not talking about it. I'm sorry. You're not sorry. Well, you kind of deserved it. What? I mean, after the way you treated me? I've been very honest with you. I'm sorry. Look, if you're scared or anything- I'm not scared. No, I mean it. Look, I'm not trying I'm to- I'm fine, Arthur. Just leave me alone. Because you know I care. I told you, I'm fine. I'm not scared and I don't need rescuing. We kind of do. It's been hours now. They will come for us. I need to get out of here. I have to get to Nialison and stop my research. They will understand. I'm sure my company has also pieced it together. You never told me. Where were you going again? I was helicoptering out to my company's research vessel. For what? We're exploring some possible sites. Wait. Who do you work for? Nor Oil. An oil company. An energy company. An oil company. Why didn't you tell me this? You never asked. I... I'm an operations director for a company... You're here to drill for oil. <laughs> We're just looking for now. You're working against everything I stand for. Wait, that's not fair. <laughs> Stop laughing, asshole. I can't believe I almost slept with you. I stopped being sexy? Oh, man. I don't understand why you're so angry. You don't get it, do you? It's you! Your company! And all the other fossil fuel companies, they're responsible for all of this. We are all responsible. All here now, like a pack of circling dogs, waiting for the sea lanes to open up. To set up your oil platforms, to mine where there once were mountains of snow. You're being a bit dramatic, don't you think? <gasps> because Nor Oil is so different. Perhaps if you listen to what I have to say... I you... don't need a man telling me that I need to listen. But I've listened to you. Perhaps it can be my turn? Fine. Go ahead. Noroil understands climate change is real. This has become a crisis of conscience for Norway. Oil drives our economy, but the future lies ahead with diversifying energy production. My company is using carbon capture and floating wind turbines... <laughs> That's some greenwashing bullshit! It is not! We use oil profits to invest in Norway's future. Did Noroil craft all your talking points? We will always need oil. If oil is so precious, why are we piecing it away like it'll always be there? Because there is no quick way to turn off the tap. We're facing a global catastrophe. Can we discuss this without yelling, please? Please? Shut up, Arthur. The adults are having a conversation. We're moving in a better direction. We're racing against time. You know what? I give up. Because you know I'm right. Because there is no winning this conversation. You've rehearsed all your answers and practiced your insights. I know my shit. So do I. And I can tell you we are moving in a better direction. Until you start drilling under the Arctic Ocean. Even if all the ice melts tomorrow, drilling here would still be too difficult. It's a losing business proposition. No one believes that. I know none of this fits with your narrative because I already know the story that's being told to you. The one you keep repeating back to me. You're a spokesperson who drills for oil. Which means I can say with certainty... We are reaching the end of oil. It's the waiting, and the wondering, and the worrying. It's the not knowing that's always the worst part. Natalia stares into the darkness, oh, no. mindlessly picks at her knitting. 
She pulls a yarn for a time and the small hat begins to slowly unravel. No, 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 no. She grabs her knitting no. needles, but her hands are numb and she can't manage. She accidentally pulls the child's hat apart. It seems this messy yarn is all she has left of the gift for her son. Some things undone are not easily put back together. Natalia realizes everyone is asleep. She waits. She wonders. And then, nothing. Was it all just in her head? Protecting the wildlife in the Arctic. But the Arctic is not a natural history museum or a zoo. I just wonder, why are you here? What do you really bring to the Arctic? Mining and drilling continues to devastate fragile ecosystems and indigenous people's way of life. Which way of life? Your fantasy about the noble Eskimo chewing blubber in oh, their igloos. racist fuck. Because that way of life is over. The Inuit are still under the colonial thumb. The Inuit have a right to self-rule, but they choose not to because they are restricted from their natural wealth. It's people like you that care so much that you condemn these people to poverty. The Arctic has rare earth materials, perhaps 50%. Greenland has the world's largest uranium deposits. Imagine how this could lift the country of less than 60,000 people living in near poverty. The Inuit want to prosper from their natural wealth. They want to build a good standard of living to join the rest of the world. Oil companies told the same fucking story to the tribes in the Niger Delta. Everyone was going to get rich. Everyone was going to prosper, right? These companies brought in foreign workers, drained away their oil, and exploited the minority ethnic groups. Now it is a fucking mess there with crippling poverty and armed insurgencies. They were better left alone. Tell me, is that what you want for the Arctic? Sometimes these things don't go as planned. Is that all you can fucking say? Arthur! My company is does not operate in Nigeria. Oh, you feel no responsibility for any of it. Do you? You want your comfortable life with your laptops and your smartphones and your fancy drones? I am doing my part to save the planet! How? By avoiding plastic straws? By counting polar bears? Industry will solve climate change, not governments. We need zero waste solutions. A circular economy, not academics that write papers. What the hell? It's about building electric cars, better batteries, better building construction. Just so you know, none of us are going back into the bush. You ruin and you destroy what was beautiful and you leave nothing for the rest of us. You convince yourself of this, yet you still consume unbelievable amounts. Shut the fuck up! Arthur, calm down. Shut up, Sharon! Arthur, tell me. Please. Why this guy? Arthur, put down the rifle. I was here, waiting for you. Arthur. You are everything I hate in this world! Shut someone. Sarah! I don't even know 
we're all trapped here and, and it keeps getting colder and colder and no one is coming for us. Torpio! I was going to shoot. You were aiming it at him. You idiot. My, my leg. I'm bleeding here. I can apply a tourniquet. Torpio, I, I'm sorry. I, I'm so sorry. Just I, go I, away, Arthur. How does it look? Let me clean it first. It looks like you were just grazed. I think you'll be fine. Fuck, Arthur. It was an accident. You know this. Are you ready for me to tighten this? Just do it. This will hurt. Do it. I'm sorry. I'm fine. I hope you can still continue your research once we are rescued. I've come too far not to. Everything in my life has led to this trip, and my dissertation, my degree. I grew up with only my father. He said I could be anything I wanted to be, and I believed him. So I always knew I wanted to be a scientist. I've wanted nothing else. <laughs> That's why I'm here. Well, I mean, not here, now. <laughs> Of course not. Just so you know, I enjoyed our date. I thought we agreed that it wasn't a date. Norwegians have no patience for romance. You're more romantic than you think. Some chocolate? Please. Thanks for being kind to me. I'm not sure if I really deserve it. We all deserve kindness. And love. You will find yours in time. I hope so. No one earns love. That's a hard lesson to learn. Although it is easy to love Alexei. Alexei would have been the first in his family to receive a university degree. This was the plan, at least. Until I became pregnant and we eloped. Alexei's parents blamed me when he left university. He walked away from a full scholarship. This is embarrassing to say, but I look at Sarah, I see my own failures. To feel envy. Everything must come easy for her. Sarah's a scientist. She works much harder than she has to. I suppose. Appearances can be deceiving. I think I need to talk to Torbjorn. May I? Sure. We're still good, right? Would you like some? It's fine bourbon. <laughs> I would, but I'm still hoping we get out of here. Oh, I'm so sorry. No worries, we're good. I cannot wait to check out of this hotel. <laughs> I never really thought about my life up till now. 
to question it. I think I want something else. Maybe teach at a university. Enjoy the life I didn't appreciate at the time. May I ask, why you become um, uh, uh, an Arctic naturalist? Yes. It goes back to grade school. When you fell in love with science? I had zero interest, actually. I was kind of that awful kid that made school miserable for everyone. I hated sitting, I hated teachers, I hated being told what to do. I remember there was this stupid writing assignment about an animal we would find on our class field trip. I purposely chose an animal that our zoo didn't have just to be a little shit. So I argued with my teacher, who finally gave in, and let me write about any animal. She figured I wasn't going to write anything. I never turned in my work. Anyway, I chose to write about the Arctic fox. And for some reason, I became kind of obsessed with them. Arctic foxes are clever and fearless. They're survivors. They kind of became my spirit animal. My teacher helped me with the spelling and the research. I skipped recess and wall ball just to work on that assignment. I was so proud of that paper, which turned out to be four pages long, which is kind of a big deal for a third grader. Miss Wilson even let me read it to the whole class, and everyone was like, well, Arthur's not so stupid after all. This sounds ridiculous now, but talking about Arctic foxes made me special. It helped me find a way to connect. No one laughed when I said I was going to be a scientist in the Arctic. I don't want to die here. Me either. I'm frightened too. The lantern, which has remained lit up till now, begins to suddenly dim, and they watch the flame extinguish itself. They now sit in darkness. If we die here, my son will never know his parents. What kind of mother leaves her child behind? A mother who made the smartest choice she could. I know you will see your son again. Is always hope. And Alexei. Yes, hope remains. Alexei will be found, and he'll be fine, and you'll both be together with your son. Been here for almost 38 hours, I think. They must know we are here. Maybe. Maybe. Still no signal. What are you thinking? My father. Since I left for college, we talk nearly every day. He must be worried sick. I'm sure. And really, all he has. My mum died when I was young. I don't even remember her, I guess. She was around my age when she was diagnosed with cancer. So young. My father never remarried. My grandmother told me he tried to date when I was small, but eventually he gave up. I guess he, he wanted to spare me another loss if it didn't turn out. I sometimes pretended I had a mother. I remember in elementary school, our class made Mother's Day cards and the students would present them to their mothers at an afternoon tea party. All the other girls had mums who baked cupcakes, 
chaperoned field trips and read aloud on Fridays. I lied. I told the other girls that my mum was a very important businesswoman who was too busy to come to a silly tea party. I guess Miss Roberts overheard me and called my father. So he sat me down for a gentle talking to. It was the only time I've ever seen my father cry. And you never forget that kind of humiliation. He always said, we only get one great love. Maybe that's not true, because he poured all the love he had left into his only daughter. Perhaps I can meet him one day. If I die, I'm scared for our future. But this is the best time in history to live. The world prospers. I want to make it better. I just don't understand why you can't see what I see. But what am I not seeing? There's so much wrong in the world. It's totally true. Deepening inequality. And yet we must all stumble forward. Wealth being hoarded at the top. When we believe we are failing, we lose faith and we forget the world is richer, healthier and better educated. Humanity continues to be a success. Technology drives us apart. If humans created these problems, then we can also find the, the solutions. How about the thousands of man-made compounds and shit tonnage of e-waste we've created? Look past your biases. How does nature clean that shit up? Your negativity. We're all drowning in plastic. Why lose sight of successes and focus only on your failures? I want to spend the rest of my life in the Arctic. I'm tired of greed and violence and indifference. I've had enough. In the last 50 years, the percentage of the world's population living in extreme poverty has plummeted. Life expectancy has risen by 20 years, with a decrease in child mortality rates down by half. Almost all children now attend primary school. Over 80% of the world is literate. People are working fewer hours but earning more. Despite these setbacks, more countries are adopting democracy. Women are more empowered than any time in history. Sexist, racist, homophobic attitudes persist, yes. But they are less acceptable as we confront them. Coal, nuclear energy and natural gas are still being used. But they are in decline. While clean energy keeps getting cheaper and more available. The world is getting better. Every day. These are all facts. Knowable, measurable, quantifiable. You must believe, because it is the right thing to do. Because science is the pursuit of truth. And truth prevails. I hear you. And I hear you. It's... Yes. 
Elena, we're here. Alexia's alive. It's going to be okay. Everyone in the city is helping out. Yes. Thank you. There are four of us. Yes. Only one of us is hurt. No. We're freezing, though. It's really cold. Yes. Thank you. They look at each other with uncertainty. Perhaps they'll be saved in time. Perhaps they won't. To be honest, I'm not sure how this story is going to end. Either way, I do know the world just keeps spinning. I'm generally not one for poetry, but I remember these lines. The best lack all conviction, while the worst are full of passionate intensity. Surely, some revelation is at hand. So freaking cold. It's so cold. Stay with me, Torbjorn. Please. They're almost here. We're gonna be okay. It's all gonna be okay. Please be okay. Help Texas was an original production from the Proscenium Online Theatre Company, sponsored by Punch Presentations. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and share wherever you get your podcasts.